One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome to the Red Red TV. It is the Uncensored Match Build-Up Show. We are back for a brand new season. Liverpool playing football and there's going to be fans in the ground and everything's fine and we've got centre-halves and ah, oh, ah, oh, great. And I've got people in the studio with me as well. I'm Paul Machen. I'm joined by John Machen and by Sam Walker as well for this one. Um, gents... Yes, um, how, how, Sam. I'll start with you. How's the optimism? You've struggled a little bit this summer, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what, yet? This is kind of like it now. I've, I've, I've. I don't know where I've been with it all. It feels like a bit of a weird. You've been dream. in a dark yeah, place. It's been in a dark place. So the fact that we're here in the studio speaking to you and John and it's just talking about the game and and cricket like we do at times. <laughs> you know, it's it's just fun and it's. It's starting to become real now. We were talking about tomorrow's kickoff, and it's like, oh, actually, this is football. Like last year, we had football, so this is football. And Liverpool do proper football. We don't do lockdown football, really. So I'm excited just to see it all start to become normal again. I know, but that's it, isn't it? Isn't it that it it, it feels like exactly that? We were saying the, the season starts tomorrow. It's real, and it's but it is actually real. It's not this mad version that we had last year where you're just so removed and detached. You know, I got me little appetite wetter at the weekend in the, in the pre-season games, you know, and of being being in the ground. I know we're another week away from being back at Anfield, but it, it, it actually it, it just feels properly tangible because it is tangible this time around. Yeah, it feels like a new beginning to me. I mean, last season, I've sort of written it off in my mind. I don't think of it as a season. No. I think of it as a little nightmare in between us winning things. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, this is a great side with a great manager, and we've lost a year. Yeah. So I think, you know, I just have this sense that we're going to make up for that. Yeah, you know? no, I, I completely agree with that. And that's a, that's a thing where there's... There's a degree to which, and we'll talk a bit about the selection later on and what have you, Dad, but have the fact that like Virgil and Gomez are back in contention, it does, it feels almost exactly like you could just chop last season away because we're still in the Champions League. All of the players who we had, with the exception obviously of Wijnaldum, whatever, are there. It does feel like, yes, everyone's a year older, but it's not, it could be, it could be tons, tons worse. Yeah. I mean, I had this flash in one of the preseason games when now. Uh, Williams and Simicas sort of didn't quite get it right and we conceded a goal and had a flashback to last season, you know, when we had defenders who didn't know each other yeah. playing every week. Yeah. And, I, you know, I suddenly had that flashback and then I thought, ah, oh, no, but, you know, we've now got more or less everyone ready to go. Yeah. You know, obviously, sadly, we've lost Robbo for a few games. And, you know, you, you'd have to be a little bit careful about Virgil and Gomez, I think. Um, but we, they're there, they're training, they've started playing pre-season. You know, everyone's had a really good um, pre-season camp. 
you know, it's. I'm so excited for that for all. No, it, it was the moments. You talk about the defensive stuff, but Sam, it was it was in the uh, the, the fixtures of the day when Go, Gomez is playing centre half, and they were pinging balls behind him, and. I had a flashbacks to all of last season when that was our biggest weakness. We were just kicking it behind our defence and we, I was having no pace. And then Gomez just turned round and just casually accelerated past whoever he was challenging and got it. I was like, oh God, yeah, we, we, this is, again, this isn't last season. We're not going to necessarily have Gomez and Van Dijk up to speed, but we're likely to have them at some point before before too long. Yeah, and let's be honest, you know, the conversations we were having two, three weeks ago, we probably didn't even think we'd see as much of those two as we actually have. It's kind of accelerated yeah. quite quickly, hasn't it? 100%. And even Canate comes into that question as well. Yeah. The ball goes through and he's just marauding back towards goals and calm down, he gets it, dribbles past the two or three players and plays a nice pass. But that's the standard we're used to, aren't we? Matip does that all the time. Uh, Gomez and Van Dijk are on another planet with their pace. And I just think it changes the confidence in our team. You can see the crowd. Like that ball goes, there's not a big gasp of, of, of air in the credits. Everyone's just aware of what we're about and how we deal with these situations. And it all just, like, it all just for me equals to calm. Yeah. And I think, you know, starting hopefully this weekend, we can, we'll be interested to see who does play. And where the, and, and who does come on as well, actually, to see see how that sort of pans out for the weeks following. But for me, I, I'm ready to sort of fall in love again with with football. Not not just Liverpool. I've always loved Liverpool, but to fall in love with football and even enjoy other games which I haven't done. There's there's, there's definitely great. I find this in I, I I find general sport better because of fans being in there. Mm. Like I didn't. I know a lot of people love the Olympics, and it, you know it it is what it is. It didn't vibe with me because I like I like being told I like feeling the story and the audience gives you the story of what it is you're seeing. You that's that energy, that passion. You can passively watch things with the crowd better, and that's the point. You know, you say watching football in general, it's going to be on the telly. I'm still going to watch other teams on the telly, same as last year. Mm. But having the audience back makes a big difference. And the um, the thing that I, I think is really sort of encouraging and I, I just stick with you on this Sam because again mm. to go from you from the summer dark place referring to transfers do you think the fact that we basically put out two pretty strong teams and two uh, on two different days two completely different 11s mm. made you feel more generally relaxed about where Liverpool are at squad wise I think the issue is with it is that we never in pre-season because of the international tournaments you never really see the full extent of your squad until yeah. about now right so yeah. usually the last game at Anfield we have a big welcome to all the fans back so it's a it's a sort of a rude awakening to those who have been hating, and yeah, we we all probably think there's there's one or two things we could do maybe, but when you put it down on paper and you see some of the players we've got and how sharp and fit they look, i.e. the likes of Oxley Chamberlain and Kato, we're going to give Klopp headaches this weekend, then you do actually realise the depth of quality that we've got. Yeah. I think a lot of us and as a fan base are just just a bit scarred from last year, and I think that's and that's fine because that's what we're supposed to be as fans. So seeing those two teams. And actually, I thought the second game would be more difficult than the first game, but it turned out the opposite way around. We absolutely hammered Osasuna, really. Mm -hmm. Could have scored six or seven. So I think it just showed the quality. And seeing some of these young players like Cade Gordon and Elliot and even Curtis Jones play the way they do, with the confidence they do, it does show you how bulked up our squad is yeah. when everybody's available. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's... I agree with Sam's point there, Dad. I think we'd all be a bit... 
I would be happy with a couple, one or two more additions without without a doubt. I think the reality is, I think it's, I think seeing Liverpool's the strength of Liverpool's squad, but also I think seeing the the shitstorm at Barcelona has probably made everyone feel a bit more relaxed. Generally speaking, about it because Barcelona are a perfect example of what happens when you just unchecked spend money, spend money, spend money that you don't have. But also, as I said to, to our point earlier, the squad's. The squad, yeah. I, the squad will contend regardless. Yeah, Barcelona aren't owned by a country. That's their problem. Yes, you know? and it's our um, problem too. <laughs> well, it's a problem for us in that the fans look at City and Chelsea spending hundred million on players, and are thinking, "Come on, you know, compete." Yeah, and they think we have to compete in the same way. Yeah, and we're not built like that, sadly. You know, yeah. uh, and I'm to be honest, I'm not. I'd rather we were like we are than we were owned by Saudi Arabia. You yeah. know. Um, I, I think I'm much more comfortable with what we've got. And, yeah. you know, no owners are going to be perfect because yeah. obviously they're all businessmen and entrepreneurs and they're all probably bastards. Yeah, yeah, you, know, yeah. you don't become a billionaire they're, by they're being a lovely bastards. human being. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, apart from that, you know, we've got a good, good squad and we've invested probably a year late in a centre-back, but we've done it. Yeah. And we've got younger people coming through like Curtis Jones. We've got the likes of Ox, who if he actually gets back to his best form, will add immeasurably to that side. We've got Cater, if, if they can actually get him firing, will act, when he's actually on form, he's yeah. a terrific player. Yeah. But of course, there's a big question mark over both of them, and I understand that. So that's why people are, you know, they really want us to bring in players to replace those. I'm feeling generally quite relaxed about the whole thing because I think the next three weeks or two and a bit weeks or whatever until the transfer window shuts is going to be mayhem in, and not in a good way um, because we're seeing it now there's rumours that we're going to accept a, a lower bid than we want for Jaden Shaqiri because I think they just want to get him moved on. I think he wants to move on and Liverpool want to facilitate that. The point is, I think when he moves, I think I'm right in saying that actually does then, I think that would leave us with a slot open, I think in terms of being able to register a non-homegrown well, player. Klopp said that he can't buy until some people move on, which is a really big hint. Yeah. That yeah. we need Shakiri to move on, and maybe a couple of others. And look, as you look around Europe at the minute, there's talk that PSG need to ship 20, uh, ten, Man City need to do a, a similar sort of thing, Barcelona are looking to do this. The teams that have gone and done what need Man United the same. The teams that have gone and done the business first uh, need to now go and get that, and mm. that's not going to sort them out. Fine. But of course, when you when you for some teams who are mega rich, who's asked? Yeah. Like Chelsea have been taking fifty. I've been taking bats on fifty million players for fifteen years, twenty years. Like if it doesn't work out, who's asked? We'll go and get another one. We've never been able to. We've never been able to do that. And I, I would like to see us. You know, before it becomes a fire sale, it would be nice if Liverpool could actually, you know, get get done what needs to be done. And I think I, I say I'm feeling reasonably relaxed about the whole thing because I said I think even if we didn't make another signing. I don't see how Grealish and or Kane is not going to make City. They can't. They can't get more points than they got when we were challenging them. Like you could maybe one, maybe one more point or no, two more I, points. What, what they've done is they've sort of ensured that they stay at that level. Yeah, they've not improved because it's almost impossible to improve yeah. what they've got. You can't improve on Aguero, can you? For no, God's sake, no. and um, David Silva, uh, Via rather, David Via. Oh, so Silva, yeah, David Silva, yeah. No, um, so you know what they're doing is they're just making sure they stay at that level and they, they keep the pace. Yeah, um, and our problem, of course, is that we're not able to just do that. Yeah, we've got to 
we have to be a bit more circumspect and we have to manage things a lot better. And as you say, there's nothing wrong with, with wanting, with dreaming and hoping that Liverpool could be in a situation where you've got somebody who can just spend that bottom. Because we, like, like we always say, I would. If I was a Liverpool owner and I had the kind, that kind of money, I, I wouldn't be asked. I'd be spending money at Liverpool. I wouldn't be asked if it made me money or not. I'd be throwing money at it. That's the dream, you know, to have, but to have someone like that but who's not an arsehole. And by the way, that doesn't include me because I am. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, I'd be a dickhead too if I, if I was. But I, but... I said the other day, I, I think of Tiago and Jota as new signings. I, yeah. I, I don't really feel as though they've been part of the club. And I, and I, and, yeah, and I, I think that, I wonder whether there's a difference in split because there's people who only ever consume Liverpool via the laptops and by the the tellies and all that and, I, and you're right for, that, for most people for, and that's probably the vast majority of people who support Liverpool because of the nature of the size of the fan base so it's, that's fine by the way there's nothing wrong with that but if, if you go the games and this is the one limited difference major difference in this is you're right that detachment from what we've just seen this last year I mean, I, I, Jota got to score in front of in front of Liverpool fans you know at, at the weekend mm-hmm. Like for forty, the most Liverpool fans he's ever scored in front of, and he did it after being a Liverpool player for a year. You got four, you got four lads there: Simakas, Kanate, Jota, and Thiago, who have never played a competitive game in front of a crowd at Anfield. Yeah. So if we're sitting here, proper crowd anyway. Yeah, yeah, no, Thiago no, no, competitive. 10K, oh yeah, yeah, ten k. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Season, full crowd, full yeah, of atmosphere, yeah, yeah, the lot, the build yeah. up. The, you know, now if we're saying football the last year was just you know like almost like World War Two football where it was just it didn't really count. It's it's totally different to everyone else. Obviously, other clubs might not agree with that, but that's our standpoint. We've got four players there who are coming into to a 99-point team, which is I, I still think we are. We've got four players coming into that, and that's taking, not taking into anything that does happen in the next few weeks. So we do have a better squad. The idea we didn't improve last season was stupid. Yeah. We did. We brought in two brilliant players, three good players. We finished third with the sixth and seventh choice centre-halves. <laughs> Exactly, like, it's insane, and you know and our, that might our be a... major centre, uh, centre mid playing centre back most of the time. Mm-hmm. Both I, of I, well, no, exactly, and I, I, that was that's the one thing about me is I don't, I, know, I don't know, and no one knows. By the way, so this can be taken one way or the other. How good Liverpool are because we haven't seen the best Liverpool in over a year, and that's because last season our best eleven. In fact, for, for me, just for just to make just to talk this through, best eleven for me is Allison, Trent, Robbo, fullbacks, Van Dijk, let's say Gomez or Matic, yeah, whichever yeah. you want. Take your pick. Fabinho, Henderson, Thiago, and then the front three, the old school front three yeah. with, with Firmino in there. That is our best eleven until proven otherwise. They did not play a single minute of football no. together last year. No. So I've got no idea how how, well, how good we can well, be because our best team didn't get together. What to we don't know is has this great side aged yeah or have they gone started to dip yeah. down the other side mm-hmm. and if they are dipping down the other side is Thiago and Jota enough to yeah. keep them to back up there that, yeah. and we don't know that and we won't know that till they start playing yeah. but I mean, I'm, I'm fairly hopeful when I looked at them certainly when I looked at the last couple of um, pre-season games that you know the likes of Bobby Firmino I've still got a great amount to yeah. contribute to what we're, we're the, us going the forward. The last 10 games of the season is the closest barometer I think we've got for what this is going to be like. Mm-hmm. And we still played that with Nat Phillips. And, uh, Nat Phillips occasionally, a bit of Kabak and, William, um, and yeah. Williams at centre-half for us there. And no Jordan Henderson. And no Jota for a lot of that as well yeah. to, in, in, in the back end of the season. So, and Firmino came good. 
and Mane came good at the back, and then Salah continued to be Salah. So I think, you know, I think we'll be largely fine. Hey, right, we had a super chat from uh, Ashley Frith. It says, welcome back, boys. Missed the season. Come on, the Reds. Uh, do you think we're signing Doku? No idea, mate. Genuinely <laughs> no idea. Uh, well, I'll be talking to Neil Jones uh, on Thursday uh, lunchtime, about one o'clock on live here on the YouTube channel. I will ask him about uh, Jeremy Doku and see if there's any updates on that, so stay tuned for that. Hey, right, we're going to be talking... Um, about what Jürgen does and the selection headaches. Uh, who's going to be in the midfield three? Who's going to be the centre-back pairing? Who's going to start up front? Some massive, brilliant, interesting questions. Uh, we have got a very short break uh, between now and then. Now we've got a trivia question before we go. First trivia question of the season. Three Spanish former Liverpool Academy players have also played for Norwich City. Name them. See you in a sec. Hey, yes, welcome back to the build-up. Yeah, that was a slightly lengthier advert than normal because it is a brand new stop sponsor and we wanted to make sure we explained the game because, uh, yeah, and you got to watch me learn how to do it live. There there you go. Uh, that was good fun, but I'm really looking forward to playing Ultimate Fan this season. Uh, if you played along on Redmen Picks last year, it's actually run by the same people, so your account, if you, you don't have to create a new account, if you've already got a Redmen Picks account, you can just log into the app using your same details. It's completely free to play. Um, you can enter into that prize pool as well. But again, if you want to add the subscription, thing on top and get more guarantee more gold players etc etc then you can do that but it is as I say completely free to play I'm going to be doing it all this season uh, so get involved it's really really good fun I was just talking to the lads through it then um, so yeah get involved ultimate fan the link is pinned in the live comments it's in the description underneath um, yeah get involved right yes the uh, the footy <laughs> um, Dad Jürgen has got a major selection headache but the good kind you're not going to tell us who the uh, I do this trivia every quiz this oh, every yeah. time. was no thanks mate because I got, <laughs> I got one right, didn't I? That's why I want you to tell. <laughs> you got them all right. So the question, thank you, uh, before the break, I know it's been a while. Uh, three Spanish former Liverpool Academy players also play for Norwich. Name them. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So we, we, this is Sergi Canos was, was the one. Yeah, Sergi Canos. Pacheco. Danny Pacheco. And... Ayala, Daniel Ayala, yes, well done, Daniel Ayala. Ayala. good teamwork, well done, fantastic play. Uh, yeah, if you got all that, give yourselves a massive pat on the back. Um, it bodes well for the new season, I think. 
all I'll say. Well, we've got rid of all our <laughs> Spanish players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. None of them were good enough to play for us. Um, Excited says, you can't might come back and haunt us this season. I'll try and refrain from, from that. Uh, right, yes, sound. Um, yeah, selection headaches, Dad. Um, yeah, we, we've got... Four centre four centre halves to choose from. We've got like seven centre mids to We've choose got from. Four inch four injury prone centre halves. No. <laughs> three inch three injury prone centre halves and a new a new lad. Yeah, definitely. Um I think that's his biggest problem because he's gonna have to take his lead from the medics and the science people on whether Van Dyke and Gomez are ready. Yeah. I I can't imagine that they would be myself, but when they, he plays seventy minutes, Van Dijk, and he, he looked okay. He didn't he didn't look like the best centre back in the world, mm-hmm. which is what he is when he's yeah. you know properly moving. Um, so I don't know. I, I I wouldn't surprise me if they played uh, Matip and Kanate. To be honest, I think we've, first game. I think we've been gearing up towards that, but equally. They haven't played together now for a bit. Mm. You know, we've we've seen them split. So we've seen you know Matip and Van Dijk playing. We've seen Gomez and Canate have been the ones playing alongside each other. Matip looks like Joel Matip. He looks mm. perfect. And there's a I think there's definitely a, a mindset that's like it's Joel Matip, so he's going to have some spell on the sidelines. Well, you've got to play him early while yeah, he's fit. Exactly. He's fit. <laughs> exactly yeah. that. I think I think it's Matip plus one, which is bizarre, isn't it? Because he's always been Van Dijk plus one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think Gomez starts. I think I think we'll we'll probably bring him back in with a combination of maybe some centre half minutes and even just to cover Trent for ten minutes at the end, right back. Probably got more chance of that if we're winning games. You know, Klopp said um you don't want to change your centre backs in, in mid game. Okay. Because it's obviously very disruptive. Hmm. And that I don't know whether that was just a throwaway mark or yeah. remark at the top of his head. I suppose it depends on the score, but, doesn't it? Well, I, I, yeah, I think you've got to start giving Van Dyke some time on yeah. the pitch, haven't you? You know. But, but if there's a game to play Van Dyke, when you look at the sort of next few Burnley and Chelsea, you know, baptism of fire, Chelsea with their quick forwards or Burnley, which Absolutely. could be an absolute fight. Yeah. Or do you say, well, actually, if he is ready by the medical team, say he's good to go, then do you say, well, Norwich is probably a game where we should be a stronger side, we should have more of the ball, so it's an opportunity for him to to sort of come in and and, and play, but. If I had to put my money on it, I'd personally go with uh, Matip and Kanate. Mm-hmm. Just makes sense. Well, we, you know, there's um, Josh Hunter's just sent a super chat in. He says, with the talk being that Kanate and Matip are starting the season, any insight to why Klopp has been starting Kanate with Gomez, which seems a bit illogical. And I, I think there's the problem is, is it's it's a, it, we've got a double edged sword here, which you need to some lads need minutes. So they need to they need to get as much go and obviously particularly Gomez and Van Dijk need to play because they need to get back to their level again. Canate's new, so he needs to develop relationships. You need to develop your start and partnership relationship for the season, but also Van Dyke's not going to play 50 games this season. Mm. We're going to have to rotate the centre out. So Canate, it'd be nice if he'd played with but everyone and he kind I don't he think... Played, he did play with Matip a lot early on, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. And he, he wouldn't have been able to play with Gomez, you know, before because he wasn't fit. Yeah. So, but he will play with Gomez a little bit down the line. So mm-hmm. when does he get to play with him if not in preseason? And, the other, and of course, they're probably the future centre back pair yeah. for Liverpool, if the truth be known. Well, and that's interesting to be right. And the, the Gomez, Gomez left side of centre half. Said this for a couple of years now. Is that Terrific, I think he's yeah, been yeah. bred. He's been bred to be Van Dijk's understudy there. I yeah. think he does the covering centre half thing really well. You know, the the, the on show, the bits and pieces, the tackles, and doing all the running. But he's got the. I think he's got the elements there to do a van. Do a van. I think his range of passing. He's done a few times in preseason as well, which is um, which is interesting. So no, I, 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 this is the point. Very 
very interesting to see how we go. And to the point, I guess, the point you've made already to some extent, I'm looking at Chelsea and going, I want Van Dijk ready for Chelsea. Yeah. But how do you get Van Dijk ready for Chelsea if he doesn't play Norwich and Burnley? Unless, unless he... The, the thing with Burnley is that Anfield, and that could help a lot. Because yeah. we... I mean, Norwich are a bit of a footballing team. So if you were going to gamble on who's going to have the most possession, Norwich and Burnley, Norwich away or Burnley Anfield, you'd probably actually, you know, sort of backtracking on my points, actually you probably would say Norwich, wouldn't you? The way they play, they like to move the ball around. Whereas Burnley, you know what it's going to be. It's route one, it's it's big headers, it's it's second balls. So, you know, it's interesting to see what Klopp does. I think he, I think one of those games Van Dijk's got to start. I, I think he has to. I be. think Burnley, Matip and Van Dijk would be perfect for the way Height Burnley wise. play. Yeah. Well, Kanate's a big lad, he looks strong as and well. And he also, if you want to break down their defence, having those two lads at corners, mm. you know, w- would be great. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, how brilliant is it that we're talking about? Should we have Matip and Kanate, <laughs> or should we have Van Dijk or Gomez? I mean, how lovely after last season, you know. And, and we're it's it's like this point about where I was making this about Kate the other day about how we're in a position where our squad's that good that there's lads who are worth fifty million pounds. We don't need them to be our best players every game. Because that's not the case. That wasn't the case ten years ago. If you bought someone for big money, they had to. Ch- to be the guy who dragged you to, to, to wins. They had to be essential to your side. And that's the point. We've spent £36 million on Canate, which, you know, that two years ago, well, just over two years ago, that would have been our transfer record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and and we might not start him this season. You know, he might might be five games before he even gets a, gets a look in. He might not get a look into like the League Cup. Or you know what I mean? It could, potentially. Or we could start him and we'll be absolutely sound for We're it. certainly so. unlikely to play the bulk of games this season if Gomez and Van Dijk actually, you know, complete their recovery. Mm-hmm. So, but this, but it could be, you know, we could be looking at it because again, look at how we've used them. We could find that Gomez, Gomez and Van Dijk, we just rotate them. Mm-hmm. Like they're both, they're now. Let's just say they're now the left side of centre half. I'm just hypothesising. Not mm-hmm. sure this is the case because we have seen that and Matip because you know, you know Van, yeah, because you know Van Dijk, you need to protect Van Dijk <coughs> because he's the best. Player in the world, and you've got to protect Matip because he's Matip. Because he's Matip, and then also you've got Gomez and say Canate and Gomez are going to be, you know, in three years' time, they're probably going to be starting more games than they're not. Um, so, do you, is this the start of that process? You're getting loads of and questions. And again, a lot of it is questions. down to the the medics and the science and all the rest of it about how you actually get Gomez and Van Dijk back to their best yeah. as quickly as possible. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I've said it loads of times, I don't think we'll see them at their best until like Christmas. Yeah. You know, actually the way, you know, their top game, you know, yeah. best centre-back centre-back in the world plus the best English centre-back. Yeah. You know, it might be a long time before we see that. And I'm hoping that they defy that and they're actually brilliant almost immediately. Yeah. But I think that's expecting them. Well, you said much. this about Van Dijk. It's like, you know, it's... you've. It does. It takes. You've got to get back to that, and you've got to. You've got to test yourself, and you've got to get your mind right. You know, mm-hmm. he's got to. And it's also. And I thought the really interesting point you made on the commentary the other day is like, it's the recovery time which we're not privy to. Van Dijk can go out there and put a worldie in, but it might take him a week to recover. Yeah. Well, he might come off and have a swollen knee. Yeah. You know, and then he's got to wait till that subsides before he can train again and all. And you don't know any of that. All you see is the guy on the pitch. Yeah. It's why when Gomez came back after his really bad injury, and he played alternately at right back with with uh, Trent and he was terrible and the crowd got onto his back but yeah. the crowd knew nothing about what his recovery was yeah. like yeah 
they just see a guy on the pitch who's not playing as yeah. well as they want. And there'll always be you that, know. unfortunately. Yeah. You know, again, you see, I've seen people doing this thing about like, there seems to be this mad, like, negativity towards Curtis Jones from some people. Like, and some of it's not necessarily direct negativity, but it's almost like in comparison to others. And it's like, because some people, I don't know what people, people, people see things in weird ways sometimes. Not Bernardo or, or Franco or something, that's what it is. James Curtis and he's from Liverpool. Well, they forget yeah, that he's it? just out the academy, don't they? Yeah. You know, he's not like yeah. a seasoned, you know, centre mid. No, I, think you know. I think he's terrific. Real shame that he's going to be missing for this one. But uh, James Cabs asks the question by Super Chat, uh, who do you think will be the attacking midfielder this season with Fabinho, Henderson and Thiago being holding midfielders naturally. See, I mean, not to Paul James's comments apart, I disagree. Like Fabinho, yes. I think I know Henderson's a brilliant DM. I know Thiago can do it, but I didn't think he was particularly impressive yeah. this last season doing it. Thiago is a centre mid to me, and Henderson is an is, is an attacking midfielder. He's box to box. He does his it's best only, work in the only, final. His third, only problem is he doesn't score enough goals yeah. as an attacking mid. Yeah. Uh, but he is really, really good in that role, you know, yeah. in, in every other respect. His natural, his natural game is forwards. Yeah, and in the, in the, if, if we play those three as a staple, then he's the attacking mid every but time. I think, I think though, the way the attacking mid gets caught up in there, because we all sort of envision this four-two-three-one with a number ten, and that's what is seen as the attacking mid. But we've never really, we tried it with Shaq, didn't we, a few times. We've never really been that side unless it's sort of break glass. And I think, you know, the answer to that question could be Roberto Firmino. Yeah. You know, in terms of yeah. someone who sits and plays the whole, but we, we, you know, someone said it the other day, Trent Alexander-Arnold's one of our most important forward players. He's the, the guy who pulls strings from right inside midfield or right back, wherever he plays these days. Thiago is unbelievable. He came on the other day and was just impeccable. Yeah. Henderson came on and looked like he just knew the game inside out. These guys are world class at what they do it's like like yeah like like charity matches when like world class players drop it or you have like soccer aid and yeah, actual yeah. players playing them and that's what it was like when like, Henderson and Thiago came on the pitch it's like here's the ball start bang right. have it back no problem alright I've got this no problem you, chip like, little outside the boots it's unbelievable it's, it's like, like yeah. Ronaldinho playing in the soccer aid isn't it? with his like 20 stone action he still absolutely runs it that's what it was like it yeah. was just levels above yeah um, the two obviously biggest Things here, I will lead into the midfield chat from there. Really, I I've got to do the starting eleven prediction because Chris is still on oldie. I have got. I think, I think it will be Fabinho, even though it's still early doors for him in terms of preseason. Mm-hmm. I think it will be Cater because I think he's been sound, and I think it will be Ox. But I, but I think a few people will go. Oh, no, it's got to be Elliot because. But I, I, I think. I, 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 it's a there's a <laughs> I have no idea I've no idea what you do I've thought all the way through watching pre-season that he was going to start with the guys who got the most time early on which is Milner um, Cater and Elliot uh, Cater and Elliot but uh, given what Ox did recently I think there's a big shout for him to play that attacking role and that's my thinking on and that and not Harvey Elliot it's just um, the Milner thing is that I don't know whether Milner's playing DM because we had no one else to do it because Henderson and Fabinho weren't there and he and we literally have no one else who can do that job and Thiago as well to that point. Is he is he a holding in holding pattern for our, for a midfield signing who can do a bit of centre mid and a bit of DM? That's the genie replacement. Yeah. Or are we doing to Milner what we did in Lalana's season when we won the league where he is he's their choice DM. 
but we might only see him there for two or three games yeah. in the entire season. I think Milner is massively a facilitator. He, he's played both positions exactly because there was no one there. <coughs> I don't think we'll see Milner play unless we're rotating the side. Norwich away first game of the Premier League season, back to normal, is not a time to rotate the side. I don't see why we can't play Fabinho. I think Naby Keita will play because I think he's supposed to be a first team player, yeah. sort of in that in that conversation anyway. So when he's fit and we're not selling him, he's going to play. Yeah, yeah. And he's played reasonably well in yeah, pre-season. He's, he's yeah. looked sharp. My, my only thing about Fabinho, and again, I don't know, I'd play him every time, but I'm not privy to what his pre-season has been like. Yeah. You know, he's you know he started late like all the Brazilians. You know, is he going to be... Alisson, you can forget that. He, he yeah. can play any time. But, you know, Firmino and Fabinho, do we need to well, give look, them look a lot the more three, time? Look at the three Brazilians. You just you, you play Alisson because he's, yeah. he's your goalie. Yeah. I don't know that you need to play Firmino because Jota's there. So you don't need to play him. But Fabinho's in that weird position of... You could say... I think we could all sit here and be dead disrespectful to Norwich and go, it's only Norwich... Milner's been fine, and they could actually run riot over the midfield. Because let's be honest, Milner is 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 he was off. If he was anything, he was our fourth or fifth choice DM last season. I don't see how at thirty, you know, his mid thirties, he's just all of a sudden stepped yeah. up to be better necessarily. And these that. are going to be up for it with the crowd. Exactly. It's it's the thing is with the midfield, and I've 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 actually the third one I would pick is Thiago, okay. because the midfield is an area of the pitch you can change. So. I think Fabinho could probably play 90 because we've got a week off and he played, I don't know how long he played today. Did he play 90, Fabinho? I can't remember. It's a good question. So, but he's, de- yeah, someone in the comments tell us he'd be definitely playing minimum like 60, 70 minutes. So the next step for him would be 90. And he's not coming off a Van Dyke injury, is he? No, so, no. That's why no. I think Fabinho can play. <coughs> with Thiago and with Keita, if Keita's fit, he should be playing 90 anyway because he's, he's he, that's where he's at. But with Thiago, why not play him for 55 minutes? Because he came on for 30 the other day. He's, he's not had loads of football in the Euros. He's still fit. He's probably but, had a few I mean, weeks off. But what we're saying, if that's the case, is that we don't have anyone who can play the, the, the defensive midfield role if Fabinho isn't isn't playing. Yeah. Because if he, if he hasn't had a full pre-season and he needs a bit more time, and I don't know whether he does or not, yeah. who are you playing? Yeah. Who's our, who's our no, exactly. next defensive no, midfield no, player? I agree. Yeah, that's the thing. So, Someone, yeah. someone. The, all of our options, our proper options, are either not ready or Milner. Yeah. And so, it, and it just depends on what we're. And I, I think getting you, getting the season off to a good start, psychologically, is too important. Agreed. That I think you can drop. You don't want to. And it's, I hope people understand my point on this. If you drop points subsequently, you've dropped points subsequently. Don't don't start the season off by with anything less than a win. So get for <coughs> get for Pino yeah, in there. Thought, yeah. um, <clears throat> and me and again, this is my thing on Elliot. I think Elliot's been been brilliant in pre-season. He's such an exciting talent. But I'm not gambling on Harvey Elliott in the first no, game of the season. I think if Harvey Elliott plays, then that's a game changer for me. That means that he's a, yeah, a, a total real, member yeah, of the squad, yeah, and he's going to be playing a lot of games. He won't play the whole season because. He's only eighteen, and yeah. you know, he's, he, I don't think Klopp is daft enough to play someone like that for fifty games a season. And you can't you know. when you've got senior players. Yeah. Can you so well? you know, but if he does start, then that is that's massive. No, that that, that is, and that, and that's what that's the interesting debate about the the Oxley Chamberlain thing. I think if Ox hadn't put in the shift that he did on Monday, I wouldn't be. I'd be. I'd probably be sat here going, no, fine, go with mm-hmm. go with Elliot. I just think that again, e- either way. 
that's a big gamble to not. I mean, look, if you put Milner in there, as much as we go, we go Milner. Oh, oh, Rocha, Jimmy Milner. He's a fucking winger. <laughs> he's yeah. a winger. He's a he's a winger. He's, he's like, he played his entire career as a winger until he came to us. I know we played a season at left back and he's done all this stuff, but we're effectively playing six wingers <laughs> if we play Caton yeah. and Harvey oh, Elliott yeah, and Milner yeah, yeah. in the in a team with with that, which I think is. I think you do that against Burnley when they're going to show no ambition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. away at Carrow Road, thirty odd thousand people baying for blood, all buzzing and on top. Because we need of control, don't we? Yeah. So we need the thing is with Ox. What I love about him is everything that I love about Ox is also potentially dangerous. So he gets the ball, drives it forward, sometimes runs into players at times. If he's doing that at Carrow Road and then, and then the ball's getting took off with Norwich pinging it around we're losing possession putting ourselves under pressure. It's, it's, it's kind of Apparently they courses. play a lot faster than they did last time they yeah. came up. There's the, a lot more pace in the, the side. The, and... the psychology of it for me works like this and this was a bit in my opinion on how England used Foden in the summer. I think they made a mistake starting Phil Foden in the in the first game. I know he nearly scores in the, in the early minutes yeah. of the first group game or whatever. But young players like that use that youthful enthusiasm off the bench. Mm. I think Oxley Chamberlain has done enough in preseason. You know, from being trying, being tried as a false nine, fine. And but like back in midfield, has looked better back in midfield, back, back in his back role where he made his name Ex- at Liverpool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he's the senior player, and I think he's shown enough to go. Okay, I, I would, I would trust him in that. Harvey Elliott's on the bench. Oh, yeah, but, definitely. And the then bench, you're yeah. in a position where. Actually, if Ox hasn't done it, or if Ox is doing it, but you want to you want to keep that for next week, bring out bring Elliot on for him, and you've actually got two lads. And because I, I don't think preseason wise, I don't think there was much to to split them in terms of being that player. Do you think that Henderson role? and Thiago make the bench though? Because if they make the bench, they're coming on. I think that's where that changes that, doesn't it? I think it's nine subs, so I think I think the probably one one of them at least is probably on the bench anyway, if not both. Um, and this, this is, I mean, this is the conundrum of the Elliot stuff. Is we might now not see Elliot for yeah. a month, yeah, and he yeah. might then, you know, we're all we're all buzzing with him, but we, he's played lots of minutes because Thiago and Henderson haven't been available yeah. for preseason. I mean, in terms of Thiago and Henderson, it doesn't matter if they're on the bench, does it? Because they they do need game time. They might not need, or they might not be ready for ninety minutes, mm-hmm. but they certainly need minutes when they can get the chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is, yeah, it is interesting. Um, but yeah, the other one then, because we're not going to find an answer to that one. I've still got to figure that out and start eleven. That'll be later today uh, or tomorrow morning check that out uh, Costa Shimikas um, um, I and again it's a be- the, the, almost the big winner alongside Elliot maybe a pre-season where I've I've come out of pre-season going okay sound mm-hmm. I I had no sense of him as a footballer really from last year he had he, he almost typified everything for us last year gets very limited pre-season is a meme because James Milner swears at him in pre-season gets covid has injuries, yeah. gets nowhere near the sides, and now you know, and and but now he, you know, the the Greek scouts uh, he starts to become a bit scouts. of a cult figure. Um, I am I'm actually really looking forward to seeing how he does in proper matches for us now. Yeah, for me, everything that we thought we were buying, you know, Greek international play Champions League football, it feels like we're now going to see. It feels like that's what we're getting, and we've seen in preseason. I felt a bit sorry for him last year for being honest. Of all the things that happened. He was one of the sort of casualties where any of it all, like Robertson has to play every minute because of X, Y, and Z going on. And football's a funny game. It's about timing, isn't it? All things happen. Like yeah. Elliot, you know, some have free injuries uh, this weekend, and Elliot suddenly's a, a you know a starter or fourth choice. So Simicast has got this opportunity now. He's fit, he looks fit and sharp. Um, I think now he's got an opportunity to lay a marker down to say, not I'm gonna be first choice, but 
you know, you can trust me now. Robbo, you can have your time off. I look at, I mean, there'll be question marks over the defensive side, and I think that come that will either come with more games or it won't come because he hasn't got it. Yeah. We'll have to, we, we, but we're in a position now where we're going to have to find out. I think his crossings look brilliant. I think he, he, his engine looks good. He's fast. He's, he's performing the Robbo role really well and what I've seen so far, that, you know, to the point that that's all we've seen. So we all we can really judge on. And, you know, why not? Our, you know, our fullbacks are key to the way we play football, yeah. aren't they? And it's the attacking end of the game that's most crucial to us. Um, and he's got that. You know, he, he can get forward, he can beat a man, and he can cross the ball. Whether it's you know that one the other day was first time cross, mm. ball just came to him and straight across, brilliant. And I'm comfortable with him. And I, half the time I judge players by do they make me nervous? Yeah. And he doesn't certainly not yet. He may yeah. he may make me nervous after a couple of games. Plenty of time and I watch him. Yeah. <laughs> but at the moment, I'm really quite comfortable with him coming in. Yeah, he does. He look. He certainly looks more Robbo than Alberto Moreno oh, at, yeah. the, at this point. But again, that that it become it's the defensive side of things in that, and we can't know until he's tested, and he won't be tested until he plays in the Premier League. Um, and and that's and he's going to have to now. And the good thing is, of course, you've got Milner there. But I like the fact that, that again, this is the point. We've got a proper left back there. And we've kept him, and you know all this talk like, oh, just get rid of him because he's not played. No, I, I, as you say, you see, you can see now why. Um, now I'm I'm made up for him. I, I, you know, we talked about it. I mentioned it actually to someone in the in the press box the other day about how the sliding doors moments in footy yeah. to your point, Sam. And this could be. We just don't know. We we suspect that, that we what we suspect from our prior knowledge is that Robert will get fit and come straight back in again because he's amazing because he's as good a left back as you can, get, you in can get in the world. Yeah, but and he plays our left back role exactly the exactly, way it needs to yeah. be played. But it's not right now. We're living in a world where this is not like a kid that we're giving a game to, or this is not like we're not putting Milner back in there. There's a there's a chance. And that's all, and that's exciting. That that, can, that that makes him to your earlier point about like Thiago and, and, and that makes him like genuinely like a new signing because yeah, he's a lad absolutely. who's now going to play a bunch of games for us, and he might actually he, he's got, is, he could is, be better. Isn't it refreshing that we've got an understudy who we bought to be an understudy can come in and take Robbo's place? Last season we lost our centre backs. We didn't have cover. Yeah, we didn't have Playing proper cover, but we've got proper cover for left back. Yeah. And he hasn't got the he hasn't got the pressure of Robbo. I think because when you rotate it out and you've got a world class player in front of you, you're under severe pressure to perform instantly, and that 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 changes things. Whereas now he knows he's got three, maybe four games of football to actually get into it, rather than just oh well if I don't perform today, Robbo's back and he's yeah. brilliant. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, let's have a little look at the other games happening then. First week of the season, Brentford Arsenal kicks the season off on Friday, uh, eight o'clock kick off there. Um, that. Like I know the Arsenal fans are all terrified about that at this point. I'm like, not surprised. He <laughs> would be, wouldn't you? I mean, uh, uh, there's a lot of tasty things in here, and again, it goes back to this. <clears throat> my knowledge, I don't know how relevant our knowledge of these teams is from last season is relevant to any of this. Mm. So there's a bit of degree to which you have to rewind the clock a full twelve months to get a little bit of a clearer picture because again, you're going into this world where fans are back in stadia, etc., etc. Like Brentford Arsenal, that could you could easily see that being Brentford just do, doing something straight off the bat. I mean, I know we're playing Norwich, but you really don't want to be playing newly promoted sides on the first the day in their own the pitch. Yeah. You know, that that's never that's played rich. Premier League as well. Yeah. That's that's another thing. It's huge for them, yeah, isn't it? Exactly. My hope is that I I mean, well, there's a bit of like 
I, actually, actually, not hope. The, the counter hope for this is that I hope, I hope Norwich are still a bit naive. I don't think they will, they'll be less naive this time around. Brentford's naivety might play into Arsenal's hands a little bit, where they come up and they're just lost in the whole occasion of the situation. Which is why, again, I, I spoke to um, Jack Reeve talk Norwich City, which is on the channel, and there's an extra analysis on our on the MNTV.com right now about that. About Norwich have got something really going for them here. You know, the champions. First game back, the first time they get to see their champions play, newly promoted. They've had this season. It, it was the reverse of us. We won the league and didn't get to celebrate. They got relegated, yeah. and then they just got you know they got the best possible experience in lockdown because at least they got to watch the best telly show going where they won every yeah. <laughs> won every and week. They, they're coming up with knowledge of what it's like exactly. to play in the Premiership. Yeah. Um, Man United host Leeds United, twelve thirty kickoff on Saturday. I was speaking to a couple of Leeds fans yesterday, and they are very bullish about their chances in in this one. I everyone's on Man United because of Jaden Sancho, and they've got you know they've got all that talent. For Andy, have they? they were. I don't think they've announced. No, they, they, I think it was. Yeah, I think it's if it, it'll be done. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah. So whether whether he's game. available to yeah, play, right, I mean, is, yeah. is, is yeah. a good point. But I mean, you remember us last season when we played Leeds. In the first game of the season, yeah. and they were absolutely brilliant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I exactly. think it was four three, wasn't it? They're a team um, I think that will that will flourish under that environment. And again, Man United, I think Solskjaer has been dodging bullets by not having fans massive. in the ground over the last year as well. So that's that's going to be a massive game. They've got was it up to nine players unavailable for the first game or something like that with injuries and international calls. So. Leicester host Wolves. Uh, no idea again. You'd imagine well, you Leicester. Yeah. Wolves might go through the floor. We just don't know. Yeah. Do we? Chelsea Palace. You'd expect Chelsea to absolutely demolish Crystal Palace there because they. But they've just both. played 120 minutes in Belfast last night. That plays yeah. a part. And yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what for Villa? I mean, I'd be hilarious if Villa lost that. I've not just spent 100 million pounds <laughs> on their new forwards, but we'll see. Everton Southampton. Right, Southampton should be getting relegated this season. Everton, I've got Rafa in no, charge. No. Oh my God! Yeah, like it, it, I, you know, it was something. There's a show we've got. A, we've got a, a, a separate sponsorship coming up. Hopefully, on content today, I did some stuff with involving Carragher and Neville and all that in the week. Um, and Carragher said it like sitting back with the biggest bowl of popcorn in your life and just watching the Rafa thing at Everton <laughs> develop is going to be fascinating. Um, Burnley Brighton, I mean, that'll be a tell, that'll be telling to see in, in terms of what they're Brighton, Brighton are actually too good for Burnley, but first game this season. Don't score enough goals, do they? Yeah. Newcastle, West Ham, another one you'd imagine. Well, West Ham should win because West Ham were the team on the up last year. Newcastle are still a bit all over the place. They're not spending money again. Tottenham Man City, I've mentioned this, it's the final game of the weekend, 4.30 kickoff on Sunday. Like, I looked at my eyes were immediately drawn to that because they are, who are City playing and it, uh, is it possible for is them to take at points? Tottenham. At Tottenham. At Tottenham. Wow. Yeah, but... A lot of fans in there. But like... Harry Kane on Harry the bench. Harry Kane, half a kit on, isn't it? <laughs> like one of them 50 50 no, Yeah, he's like, he walks out in a plain tracksuit. <laughs> yeah. And whichever kit he's and got half, on underneath. Yeah, whatever <laughs> kit he's got on is who he lines up for. Oh. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, the problem is, I think Spurs are done. I don't think Spurs are a, a top four t team no. at, at, at this point. So it's possible, and you're right, home, the home advantage and all that stuff might play back. New manager. So there might be a bit of them to start with. I take a draw. We don't know yeah. what's going to get them to play. We're going to say we don't know the system, do we? 
Yeah. No, no, I... Take a draw all day and, and Jack Grealish skying one into the stands from <laughs> in front of you know an open goal or something that I'd, that I'd do for me there. Um, yes, right, I mentioned that I've done the opposition uh, preview with Jack Reed from Talk Norwich. He's brilliant. His channel's really good as well. Um, yeah, that is there was a live I did with him on the YouTube channel that's there for you to check out about the match specifically. But if you want a bit more rounded knowledge about Norwich to see what we're getting into, uh, then that show is streaming exclusively on the RedmenTV.com, which is our Liverpool streaming service. So get involved with that, of course. Um, right, score predictions? Dad. I think it'll be quite tight, and I think uh, we probably will concede, so I'm going to go with 2-1 to us. Okay, Sam? So. Yeah, I, th- I think I think we'll do well. I think we'll win 3-1. I think they've got a back post head and all tapping in them at some point in the game. Pookie. Yeah, <laughs> but I'll go with 3-1. Well, yeah. Cantwell screamer from 40 oh, yards. Oh, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, um, no, I'd like, I'd like them to give, I'd like them to give us a game, you know, just to make it exciting, to give us a, a real test. From what I've um, heard, they're, they're tighter in the back now than they used to be. But and, I'm, uh, I'm more confident that I think we've, I'm looking forward to seeing us play against low block sides, which I don't think they are, but I think they will be a little bit more pragmatic than they were the last time we played them. But I still think they've got the ability to hit us in the pace of Pookie and all that kind of stuff. I'm kind of torn between the two, to be honest. I agree. Well, two and a half. Two, two, two and a half. half. <laughs> yeah. On the XG, it'll be two and a half. Uh, one. Um, yeah. So I'll I'll go with I'll go with three one because I think as I think if we can ride out that first well, half, I want it to be three one. I'm just thinking it yeah. might be two. I think it, so, I think that first half an hour is going to be key, and I think it's going to be raucous and it's going to be all kinds of stuff, and it's how we react to yeah. being in that environment as well because we've had it. We, we've had some positive environments in terms of you know two forty k crowds at Anfield. But having a thirty thousand people shouting against you is something we haven't experienced, and I think that's going to take a little bit of time. They're going to come out, yeah. Just if they can, if they're going to come and throw some punches, how do we handle them? And if we handle them, yeah. can we go back to doing what we did in the title winning season? No fuss, no stress. We're going to take the ball off you. We're going to keep the ball, and we're going to build, and we're going to build, and we're going to most going to score. I'm most going to score. I'm, I'm, I'm back on both to this weekend. Absolutely, and Jota. Oh yeah, all three. <laughs> uh, three one. So we all think Jota's playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah why not? Uh, right, yes, I will be doing the starting eleven prediction um, on the YouTube channel. So do check that out. Do check out the stuff with uh, Jack Reeve as well in terms of the Oppo preview. Um, do download the Ultimate Fan app. I just have a little look around and say it's completely free to play. You just create an account, download the app, you know, log in. And again, if you're a Redmond Picks user from last season, then you can use the same account on that. Uh, some big prizes and yeah, you have the chance to win and, and end beer and all that kind of stuff. Get, get involved basically check out the terms and conditions of course um, and yeah um, make sure that you click the link to download it specifically from there um, but that's boss thank you gents it's been a pleasure cannot wait we're going to be back nice on the watch along yeah, yeah isn't it, it is isn't it to be back, yeah. it's, it's so good so good to be back <laughs> um, yeah watch along coming for the game at the weekend hope to see you there for that and uh, yeah up the reds brand new season exciting small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. 